are welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Lift your hand to whatever. The chains of Corona, they are falling. They are falling in Africa. They are falling in Asia. They are falling in Europe. They are falling in South America. They are falling in North America. They are falling all over the world. The whole of Corona is broken in the name of Jesus. The tenor of Coronavirus COVID-19 we declare has expired in the name of Jesus. We declare that the tenor has expired in the name of Jesus. We declare that your tenor has expired in the name of Jesus. We declare that your time has run out in the name of Jesus. Coronavirus enough is enough. Time up for you now. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and thank Him this morning. And we begin to declare all over the world. We begin to speak over all the continents. Let the wind, the healing wind begin to blow over the continents. Let the wind of restoration begin to blow over the nations. In the name of Jesus. As we have declared from this week, let there be miraculous recoveries across the world who we'll hear testimonies of people they will say I didn't take any medication it just left me the symptoms ceased because the hold has been broken in the name of Jesus Christ Africa, Australia Europe North America, South America Asia miraculous recoveries we speak over those that have been infected. In the name of Jesus. We call that healing name over their bodies. Let there be miraculous recoveries. Let there be miraculous recoveries. Here in Nigeria, right at the NCDC camp, let there be miraculous recoveries. Every isolation center in this country, today, Sunday, let the power of the Spirit break loose in that camp in the name of Jesus. Let there be miraculous recoveries. We command the demons of Corona to leave in the name of Jesus. Yeah. 
especially in territories where the hold and the spread have been so strong. In Nigeria, Lagos seems to be the main place. The chains have fallen in Lagos. In America, New York seems to be the main place. The chains have fallen in New York. We use those cities as markers and that the numbers keep dropping now because the tenor of coronavirus has expired. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And let the church of Jesus say loud, Amen. Celebrate Jesus everywhere. Glory! Help me appreciate readings. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. He's alive and well. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Glory to God. I want to start this morning by celebrating the souls that were led to Christ yesterday. Amen. Hallelujah. And every brother, every sister that participated in the soul winning on Facebook especially, it was just amazing. Some of your salvation stories wanted to lead us to Christ again. Amen. Glory to God. And I love when people just share the, their faith and announce the good news of Jesus Christ. The simplicity of the gospel. Hallelujah. So all the um, our brethren from different places were putting up their videos you know, on social media and um, sharing their salvation story. I, I tried to follow as many of them as I could. I was just inspired. Hallelujah. You know that kind of thing where the Bible talks about the joy of your salvation. You know, for the psalmist David, he said, restore to me. For us, renew that joy of salvation. The joy was renewed again. Amen. I was happy that I was born again. Amen. Alright, so I want to say a big God bless you to every brother and sister that shared their faith yesterday. Let's celebrate everyone that did that. Hallelujah. It, it, is, it was amazing. It was amazing. And I would love to hear the testimonies of the ones that will come to us almost immediately. People that responded and uh, people that you were able to pray with that made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. If there's anything any believer should engage in now the most is the preaching of the gospel. Hallelujah. Did you hear me? The preaching of the gospel. You say how? The same way you are communicating with any other person. Glory to God. You will communicate in that same way and share your faith. Hallelujah. Also, I want us to be aware that we have been praying as a church and um, this is like the 15th or the 14th day if I'm not mistaken where we have been praying every day I wonder if you've not been joining the prayers what you are doing glory to God 8pm to 9pm every day we're going to pray today 
We've been praying. So if you've not joined the prayers, or if you've not been part of it, ensure that you're part of it. There's nothing better to do with your data than to invest in the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Alright? So ensure that you are part of the prayers and that you fully engage yourself. Hallelujah. Is that okay? We've been having a wonderful time at the cell level. Cell meetings have been holding, virtual cell meetings, so to speak, have been holding. And um, people are just, you know, Satan is in trouble. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> that which he brought upon himself. Amen. You know, and we give God praise for what's happening. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Today I'm going to share God's word with you. And I believe that the word of God has the capacity not just to transform you, but to translate you. Amen. It means that God's word will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. I believe that the vehicle that moves you into the fullness of destiny is the word of God. Hallelujah. I believe that. I believe that. And so today again, he's going to send forth his word. And his word will heal, deliver, transform, inspire. Let's pray. Father, I pray today that the light of your word breaks out in our hearts. Let no one live here the same way they came. Let the instruction of wisdom come in the mighty name of Jesus. And I pray that as many as are troubled and as, as sick, as the word comes, let it be their rescue. Let it be their healing. Let today be that day for every hearer in Jesus' most precious name. And let people say loud, amen. amen. Now, it's amazing that we are having the coronavirus pandemic on, and um, we still have to send back people. Um, we have first-timers coming to church, first-timers coming to church. We say, didn't you hear they said that nobody should come to church? Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. It means that there's something the Spirit of God is doing. Hallelujah. So, the Bible told us about a man, David, it was a season of his life where he was locked up in a place called Cave Adullam. Amen. And then he was locked up with some men. The Bible called them men that were in death, men that were in distress, vain men. He was locked up with them in the Cave Adullam. Rather than stay there and complain that he couldn't live a normal life, he coached those men. He trained those men. He imparted into those men. When they came out from the place, the description of the men changed. There were no more men in death and in distress. The Bible referred to them as David's mighty men. We are coming out of this as mighty men in the name of Jesus Christ. We are coming out of this as mighty, mighty people of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And that's the experience we're going to be having. In this month, we've been looking at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 12. Amen. And if you've been following the teachings, if you've not, thank God they are all on uh, Facebook. You could go back, start from the first one, follow them one after the other, and it will give you some kind of, you know, um, you see line upon line, we've been just layer upon layer teaching certain things. In the New King James Version, which is the version we've been reading specifically, it says there, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Remember that when Jesus was speaking in Matthew 16, 18, He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell 
shall not prevail against it. In essence, Jesus was saying that the, 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 his, his work after he even departs the earth is that the church will be built. Glory to God. Now he's telling us how the church will be built in Ephesians 4 verse 12. That it will be built by equipping the saints. Amen. So that the saints will do the work of the ministry. And as long as the saints do the work of the ministry, the church will be built. Amen. So God is on a building project. And the project is the church. Amen. Alright? The project is the church. The raw material for building the church has to come from the world. Amen. It means that he has to bring men from the world. So we have to reach the unbelievers and bring them into the body of Christ. They become living stones. Amen. The blocks that God is using to build this church are people. Glory to God. So we've been talking about equipping of the saints. And I started by laying a foundation to say that it is important for the saints to be equipped with their identity. For the saints to be equipped with their authority. For the saints to be equipped with their ability. Or putting it better. For the saints to be equipped with the knowledge of their identity. For the saints to be equipped with the knowledge of their authority. For the saints of God to be equipped with the knowledge of their ability. In previous messages we've talked about our identity. Who we are. Bringing the believer to the place to understand that we are not servants. We are sons. Amen. We are offsprings of God. We carry the very life of God in our being. We look like Him. Amen. Glory to God. Now, our identity is important. Because we can't even exercise our authority if we don't know who we are. And most of the time we are trying to tell believers to act in a certain way when they have not believed. They don't have a conviction of who they are. If I wake up this morning and call you and say, your name is no more John, your name is now James. It will take a while for you to accept James. Because you are already used to being called John. A lot of church folks have already been called another name apart from the new creation in Christ Jesus. And because of the other name they've been called, some of them call themselves repented sinners. No, we are saints. Everything we are saints. Glory to God. Some of them call themselves, I am a convert of God. No, we are new creations. Amen. What happened to us is more than a conversion. Amen. Is a recreation. Amen. So we begin to know, understand that we are sons. We are sons. Identity. It is on that knowledge, on the foundation of that knowledge of who we are, that we are able to exercise our authority. Our authority talks about our commanding influence. It talks about our delegated rights. We know who we are. And then the authority will be given. In one of the messages I talked about several grounds on which you can enforce your authority. And I want to believe we are enforcing your authority. And the church needs to enforce our authority. And that's why we are on earth. Amen. We are to occupy till he comes. Glory to God. Are we together? God didn't call us to come and 
fit into the system. We are told to take charge of the system. Glory to God. Are we together? We were raised for dominion. And when you hear dominion, it's the cousin of authority. Amen. They are related. Now, so, we talked about that. And Jesus, when he walked the face of the earth, made us understand that he gave us authority. He gave us authority. We read several scriptures. He said, all authority in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. Now, he took the authority so that you can have it. Amen. Not some authority. All authority. All authority. All authority. All means all. Glory to God. Alright? Now, in Bible language, there is a difference between authority and power. And I've been teaching you, and I started by explaining our identity. I went for that talk about our authority. Now we're entering our ability. Amen. Are we together? So, there's a difference between authority and power. I know that in everyday English, we use it interchangeably, but in Bible language, there is a big difference between authority and power. It takes that thing that makes a police officer stand by the road. Let's not even use a, a, a proper, let's just use a traffic warden without any arms. He's not carrying arms. He's not bearing arms. He doesn't have a gun on him. He's just wearing his uniform. A traffic warden. He walks up to the street, stands by the corner of the street. And then a truck, a Mack truck is coming at top speed. Then all he does is to stand and wave his hand at the truck and tells it to stop. The truck from a distance starts slowing down and then comes to a stop. He did not use power to stop the truck. He used authority to stop the truck. The truck driver obeys because he knows that the man is speaking Backed by a government influence. He has government behind him. So he will obey him. The truck driver might be bigger than the traffic warden. Just as the car is bigger than the traffic warden. But the traffic warden has authority to stop it. Every child of God has authority in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we... We function in the authority based on the level of understanding we have. But now when we start talking about power, what in the Greek is translated as dunamis, is talking about miraculous, miracle working power. It's talking about ability. Ability. That's different. Now, how many of you have seen the movie Superman? Superman has power, not authority. Glory to God. Glory to God. Are we together? So, if that truck refuses to stop, Superman can use his finger and stop it. Amen. And no matter how you are applying, um, um, Pressing the gas or applying um, your, your, your feet on the pedals, it will not move. Amen. What is he doing? It's power. Are you understanding me? He has energy. Glory to God. To resist the energy coming from the vehicle. Amen. 
He can bring that vehicle to a point of rest. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Am I communicating? Now, so the scripture is saying to you and I, that we don't only have authority. That something was imparted to us also, called dunamis. Power. Everybody say power. Everybody say power. Everybody say power. In the book of Luke chapter 4 verse 36, it told us about Jesus Christ, how he ministered. And it was fascinating to me to understand and see that Jesus ministered this way. Let's look at it together. Luke 4 36. And they were all amazed and spake among themselves, saying, What a word is this? For with authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits and they come out. Hallelujah. Everybody say authority, authority. and power. Say it again, authority and power. They don't say those things with weakness. You say authority with authority. Then you say power with strength, with power. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are we together? So, why were the people amazed? They say, what a word. What message is this? They saw that Jesus came with authority and power. In other, trans, on, on, on other post, uh, post accounts, they said that Jesus, the, he didn't minister like the scribes and the Pharisees. The scribes and Pharisees didn't talk like they had that kind of authority. He talked like God. Hallelujah. Someone was talking about a movie. And then he said, one of the, he said, oh, there are, uh, what do you call the, these guys now? Um... FBI and CIA people, they were in the, in the place. And then he said, how do you know they are here? He said, they walk like they own the place. Amen. When they show up, they walk like they own the place. They don't behave like a regular police officer. They act like they own the place. Because they are government. Are you understanding me? So, we own the place. Amen. We own the place. We function with authority. Glory to God. So, Jesus with authority and power, commanded the unclean spirits and they come out. That means that Jesus ministered in authority and power. It means today also you and I will function with authority and what? And power. Are we together? Now, every believer, the moment you got born again, John 1.12, for as many as received him, to them he gave the right, the authority to become sons of God. That means there is an authority that sons of God have. Hallelujah. In the NKJV, authority to become sons, right to become sons. Now, it means that just by being born again, even if you have not been taught the word of God, you have authority. Amen. Even if you've not been taught the word of God, you have authority. The only thing is that because you've not been taught, you don't know how to use the authority. But you have it. But the scripture says that after your salvation, there's another experience that brings power into your life. You didn't hear me. By being born again, salvation brings you into a place where you have what? authority. But the scripture didn't say you have power. Amen. 
That's why Jesus was saying to them in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And ye shall receive power. He was not talking about authority. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That means that the gap between authority and power is the Holy Ghost that fills it. Many Christians have come to the place where they, they are not even excited about authority in the first place. Then they don't even know that they have access to power. I like to say it this way. I know that sometimes when we're explaining spiritual things and we're trying to use natural things, it might not land well because of the limitation of the example. Amen. But when we talk about the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, I've taught before, it said it's an absolute threeness and an absolute oneness. Amen. There are three distinct persons in the Godhead. And then we, I say it this way. I said the Father is symbolic of the authority of the Godhead. The Son is symbolic of the identity of the Godhead. While the Spirit is symbolic of the ability of the Godhead. I'll take it again. The Father symbolizes the authority of the Godhead. The Son is the identity. That's how the Godhead looks. The only image we have of the Godhead is Jesus. Amen. And He's the one we are told to look like. So it's the identity of the Godhead. But the ability of the Godhead, amen, is the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Are we together? And so we see in Genesis 1 verse 2, amen. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Glory to God. Are we together? That means that from that moment we saw that the Spirit of God was moving. They say the earth was without form and void and the Spirit of God was moving over it. Meaning that the, there was, when the Bible said without form, it had no shape. When it says void, it was empty. Then the Spirit began to move. It is a picture of how the Spirit of God moves over an unsaved man. The unsaved man, his spirit is without form. And his spirit is void of God. Hallelujah. So the Holy Ghost moves over his spirit to give him shape, to regenerate his spirit and to fill it. Amen. But where are we going with this? A man cannot say he has received the power of God if he has not received the person of the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus spoke about two different experiences. In John 4, he spoke about the experience of salvation. He said, it's a well of water springing up into eternal life. In John chapter 7, he talked about the infilling of the Holy Ghost from verse 37 to 39. He talked about that. He said, This spake he of the Holy Ghost which had not yet been given because Jesus had not been glorified. Out of your belly, amen, will flow rivers of living water. Two different experiences. The first one is salvation. The second one is the infilling of the Holy Ghost. At salvation, your body is made a temple of God. At the infilling, God comes to live inside you. Amen. 
Are you listening to me? Then you receive power. Jesus had to tell them, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. In their case, the two experiences happened at the same time. In Acts chapter 2, they got born again and filled the Holy Ghost on the same day. Amen. That's the same thing that happened in Acts chapter 10. Cornelius' household. He got born again and filled the Holy Ghost the same day. Now, as I'm speaking to you, if you have not received the Holy Spirit, listen to me, you cannot talk about the ability of God. The ability of God comes with the infilling of the Spirit. The authority of God comes with the sonship. The authority of God comes with sonship, but the ability of God comes with the what? Infilling of the Holy Ghost. That was why throughout the scriptures, especially in the book of Acts, you see their practice. The moment someone is saved, the next experience they want him to have is to be to receive the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 8, the Bible told us about what happened in Samaria. Philip went to Samaria and preached Christ to them. There were miracles and many got saved. When they heard they were saved, they sent Peter, go and get them filled with the Holy Ghost. Why, if it was automatic, why didn't they just get filled at the same time? No, maybe Philip didn't have that understanding. Amen. So, Peter had to come to get them to receive the Holy Spirit. Ability. To receive what? Ability. Everybody say ability. Say ability with ability. Amen. Say the ability with strength. Amen. It was that ability that they received that made Simon the sorcerer say, Man, how much is this one? Glory to God. I need that thing. Glory to God. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 10. We see the same ability imparted to Cornelius and his household. Glory to God. Acts chapter 19. We see that same impartation in Ephesus. Paul came and asked them, Have you received the Holy Ghost? Verse 2. Acts 19 2. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? That means after believing, you need to receive the Holy Spirit. Which is the ability of God. Any Christian you see functioning in weakness, it either means two things. Number one, he has not received the ability of God. Number two, could be that he is not engaging the ability of God. In Ephesians 3.20, put it up, Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the ability that worketh in us. This ability is not an external ability. It's an internal ability. It's an inherent ability that the person receives when he receives the Holy Ghost. Did you get that? And because of that ability, God is able to do. Amen. The doings of God are generated from that ability. You will do things that only God can do. Amen. Because you have the ability of God. Amen. You do hear me? You will do things that only God can do. Because you have the ability of God. And I speak over you in the name of Jesus. In this season, the testimony we'll have is that you are doing the things only God can do. Why? Because what? You have the ability of God. I, I prefer the language ability. More than even power. 
Glory to God. I prefer it. Say, I have ability. Say, I know my identity. I have authority. I have ability. Say again, I know my identity. I have authority. I have ability. Now, you know, because of the online services, we're making the services shorter, so I'm not teaching as long as I would normally teach. But let me just say this quickly. When you receive the Holy Ghost, first of all, you know, most of the time people say, I want to receive tongues. No, you're making a mistake. What we receive is the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's a person. Glory to God. And Jesus spoke about that in several scriptures. He spoke about that. It's the Holy Spirit. He said, when He comes, He shall be with you. He is with you and shall abide in you. And shall remain in you. That He is with you, but He will be in you. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. He called Him the Spirit of Truth. Hallelujah. He will guide you into all truth. So, He's a person. What He hears, He will speak. That means that he's a speaking and hearing spirit. Amen. But what does he bring into your life? Ability. So I'm going to show you two classes of abilities. Amen. That this, the Holy Spirit brings into your life. The first, I call it general abilities for living. Amen. And the second, I call them special abilities for service. Glory to God. Did you hear that? General abilities for living. And special abilities for service. There are a lot of believers that are trying to engage the, general, the, the special abilities for service when they've not first of all embraced the general abilities for living. The Holy Spirit is coming into your life first of all for living. For living. If you are not alive, can you serve? Amen. So for living, glory to God. So I'm going to start with this. The first ability, now there are several, I'm just going to pick out two. And I believe it will help you in this season. If we have more time on Thursday, I will go into more of them. The first ability I want to show you that you receive a general ability that every believer receives. Let's look at John chapter 10, verse 27. John 10, 27. Jesus was speaking. Let's read together. I want to go. My sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me. Say it again. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. What is he saying? He's saying that his sheep have the ability to hear his voice. Amen. So that's the first ability. It's a general ability. Everyone has the ability to hear the voice of God. Glory to God. You have the ability to hear the voice of God. 
Some have not used the ability, but you have it. I want you to say, say, I have the ability to hear the voice of God. I, someone once met me. He said, he said, he said, um, um, I, 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 I don't know the voice of God. So I opened the scripture. I said, read it. What does it say? He said, my sheep hear my voice. He said, yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm not hearing the voice of God. And I asked him, are you his sheep? He said, yes. He said, the Bible says you hear his voice. He said, no. I said, no. I said, the scripture says, you see, the mistake some people make is that they think that it should happen before they believe. No. You have to believe it before it will happen. Amen. Did you get saved before you believed? (laughs) I'm asking you now. Did you get saved before you now believed in Jesus? No. You believed in Jesus to be saved. Glory to God. So, you have to believe that you hear his voice for you to hear his voice. Are you with me? You have to believe you hear his voice. So, I said, take the scripture now. Read it. Say, my sheep. He read my sheep. Hear my voice and they follow me. So, say, I am, your, I am his sheep. Amen. I hear his voice and I follow. I said, just, he came back and said, the Lord spoke to me yesterday. I said, hey, hey. Amen. So, say, it. I am his sheep. I hear his voice. And I follow him. No, some of you are not saying it. Say, I am his sheep. I hear his voice. And I follow him. Glory to God. That means that if there is any question, maybe it's a question of, am I his sheep? As long as I'm his sheep, there's an ability, an inherent ability I have to hear his voice. How can you live the Christian life without hearing the voice of God? It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. And most of the time, that voice of God, you hear it in your spirits. You hear it within you. Can you say with me, I hear the voice of God. If you are having issues where, you know, you know, some people say, oh, let me say something to you. Most of the time, God is speaking to you, but you are not listening. And if you are one person listening to me today, and you are having struggles knowing whether God is speaking to you or God is not speaking to you, take this scripture and read it aloud over a hundred times. Don't do any other thing. Don't be shouting, I am a sheep, I hear his voice. In the name of Jesus. Just be praying and say, you will hear his voice. He will tell you, read the next verse. <laughs> Amen. Tell, are you understanding me? You will hear his voice. Glory to God. When a Christian is complaining about hearing the voice of God, I activate for him Psalm 46 verse 10. I activate Psalm 46 verse 10. Let it come up. In Psalm 46 verse 10, let's read it together. I want to go. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the hidden. I'll be exalted in the earth. He's talking about the fact that the moment you are able to achieve stillness, you will hear the voice of God. Some of you are in this corona pandemic season and you still have so much noise around you. You've not taken the opportunity to be still. Amen. To hear his voice. Corona will soon be a thing of the past in a few weeks. Amen. And then, when that happens, what will happen next? You have to hear his voice now.
before the noise of the world will start again. Amen. Am I communicating? So that's the general ability. The ability to hear his voice. In Isaiah chapter 30 verse 21. Let's just look at it. In Isaiah 30 21. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee. Saying, this is the way. Walk ye in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. Give me the verse after it. I want to just show you something. Okay, the, first, the verse before it. Verse, verse 20. The verse before it. I want to show you something. Let's read together. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. Then he says, and thine ears shall hear. That means that it's through the teaching ministry, amen, that your ears will hear the voice of the Lord saying, this is the way, walk ye in it. When you stop seeing your teachers, you will not hear that voice. Amen. Am I communicating? So say with me again, I hear the voice of God. Glory to God. And I know that concerning the critical decisions of your life in this season, you will hear the clear voice of God. You will hear the clear voice of God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If it is cloudy, then be still. Amen. And you will know that he is God. Sometimes while we shut down everything, shut down our phones, shut down the television, shut everybody down, is to achieve stillness. Because your, no, your mind is too noisy. You know, sometimes when we are praying, the reason why it takes a long time to pray is how long it took to silence our mind in place of prayer. That's why sometimes we start worshipping. As we're worshipping, every other thing starts getting quiet. And then the voice of God gets louder. You hear that he has been talking. <laughs> Glory to God. Have you ever picked a call and the television set in your home is on? Okay, let's even use church service. A service is going on and you are trying to make, receive a call in the service. The person on the other side is talking but you are not hearing why? Because of the noise in the place. Then they lower the sound in the hall. And then you start hearing. The person didn't, he, he was talking since. But because there was so much noise around, you couldn't hear. You will hear today. Amen. And you will hear every other day. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For sake of time, I'll jump to the next. The second general ability, I classified it this way. Write it down. It's the ability to know, receive, and understand spiritual things. The ability to know, receive, and understand spiritual things. I'll give you two scriptures. For sake of time, let me just focus on 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 12 to 14. Amen. Amen. 
First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might what? Know. Amen. So one of the things the Holy Spirit does for us is to make us know. That we may know the things that are freely given to us of God. Did you get that? It means that if you are not, if you don't have that ability, you can't know what God has given to you. It's the Spirit of God that makes you know. You can be in an environment and not know where they are selling phones. Amen. But they are selling something there. The thing you are looking for, they are selling it, but you don't know. So there are things that are freely given to us of God. It's the Holy Spirit that helps you know. So that general ability to know the things of the Spirit. Amen. Is an ability of the Spirit to you. You know. Say so we have an unction from the Holy One and we know. Say I know. Say I know. I know by the Spirit. Glory to God. Let's read verse 13 into 14. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. Now, what he's saying is that the natural man is the unbeliever. He cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. That means that the spiritual man can what? Can receive. Everybody say can receive. Say can receive. Now, sometimes you've been in meetings where a man of God is ministering, or sometimes we're having a one word from God, a program, say, take it. Somebody say, what, what is he giving? They can't receive. <laughs> Amen. Because you didn't put your hand in your pocket to bring out something. They don't understand that the real substance and the forces of life are not physical things. They are invisible, but they are tangible. Amen. Are we together? And they can be conveyed through words into someone's life. So say, you are blessed. Amen. The natural man say they said something to us. The spiritual man said, I received a blessing. Are you with me? The natural man will say, well, they were talking, they sermonized. But the spiritual man will say, I got something. Listen, this is the language that made Peter in, the early, uh, in Acts chapter 3. The Bible says, when Peter and John met the man by the gate called Beautiful, he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. Where did he get it? Meaning that he walked with the understanding that he received something. Amen. He received something. He received something that he could give. Amen. Are we together? So, that ability to receive the things of the Spirit of God is an ability that the Holy Ghost brings into your life. So, because you can receive it, there's another understanding on how to release it. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Are we together? So you will leave this service and you know that you left with something. Why? Because the Holy Ghost has taught you how to receive the things of the Spirit. But the natural man does not know how to receive the things of the Spirit. They are foolishness to him. 
We were in a service. And then we told somebody, run. Someone said, what's the meaning of that one? Do you want him to lose weight? Is it a physical exercise? No. It is prophetic. Glory to God. And then he runs and he receives a miracle. Amen. Because he understood. You see, in, in the things of the Spirit, there are different ways we receive things. We receive things by faith. Amen. Are we together? We receive things by faith. What does it mean when we say we receive things by faith? Faith will require an action. Am I communicating? So, that action might not be stretching your hand. It could be shouting amen. It could be jumping. It could be, are you understanding me? It could be giving. It could be fasting. Whatever it is, that action is what makes the receiving happen. But because you know how to receive, when that instruction comes, it's not strange to you. Amen. And I pray that in this season, you will receive things. You receive the things of the Spirit. You receive what? The things of the Spirit. You recognize the fact that you can receive them. Say, I can receive them. Say, I can receive them. Do you know you can receive them? Do you know you can receive healing? Amen. If you are sick, you can receive healing. Healing can be transmitted to your body. That ability to receive healing is Holy Ghost that gives it to you. You can receive promotion. Amen. You can receive favor. Amen. You can receive provision. Amen. You can receive enlargement. You can receive a new level. Just like you go to a shop and things are arranged. There are many things you can receive that are arranged. So we say, take it. And you say, I receive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And then you say, I receive. So that ability to know Receive and understand spiritual things. Is that ability that, to understand spiritual things that makes you know that when people are worshipping, for example now, we have online service. Someone that does not understand spiritual things will wear pajamas and be participating and lying down on the bed and participating in the service. The one that has spiritual understanding will behave like he's actually in a service. Are we together? Arrange himself, arrange the family, and focus. And worship when we're worshiping, lift and when that is someone that has spiritual understanding. It's the Holy Ghost that makes you understand spiritual things. Listen, many people in Scripture didn't understand spiritual things. They didn't understand spiritual things. Are you born again? Have you received the Holy Ghost? He will help you understand spiritual things. It is because of lack of understanding of spiritual things that people will be arguing, should I give an offering or should I not give an offering? They are asking, um, when uh, a, a man of God is praying, should I close my eye? <laughs> Someone said that, uh, I don't know why when the, uh, the man of God is talking, the people open their hand and be standing in front of him. 
I said, close your hand now. I said, it's understanding. Glory to God. It's understanding. It's understanding. When in the Old Testament, I'll end with this. Moses came and told them that they should take a lamb, slay the lamb, and then take the blood and put... Did it make sense? It looked like a brutal, brutal... What, what is Moses, what's Moses up to? Are you understanding me? I could imagine all those animal rights people. Glory to God. Or I just imagine some people just say, no, no, no. See, that doesn't make sense. Blood. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Don't do when your first son goes, it will make sense. Glory to God. Are you with me? When your first son goes, it will make sense. So he said, it didn't make sense to take blood. It's not pain. Blood! And rub on the doorpost of your house. And then go inside and stay in the house. This is God's own lockdown. Amen. <laughs> then he says that a spirit will be going from house to house. A spirit you will not see. But how you will know he has reached that house? They will shout there, Hey! My son is dead. Then, you will hear in the next house, after your house, Ah! My son, my son is dead. Amen. Then you will know that it's not everything that you see. The things that you don't see are more than the things that you are seeing. Those that have done our course on spirituality, I taught them. I said the spirit realm is busier than the physical realm. You think there is noise in your city? Let God open your eyes and ears to hear the spirit realm. There is serious traffic. Amen. Are you understanding me? A lot is going on. <laughs> Glory to God. So it might not make sense. But understanding spirituality makes you know why you are doing what you are doing. Someone is fasting. Say, why are you fasting? Why are you fasting? Why are you? Someone said, why are you suffering yourself? No, no, I'm not suffering. You don't understand spiritual things. Glory to God. You don't understand spiritual things. Why are you praying? <laughs> Some people think that a believer prays so much because he has so many problems. No. No. A friend of ours, when we were in the university, he got caught fire. He was preaching the gospel, praying every day in his house. His father is a very enlightened man in university, um, um, a don, university don, you know. So he couldn't intellectually put together what was going on with his son. So one of those days, the son was praying in the room and declaring in the name of Jesus, all the spirits I stand against you. So he was here from outside. He waited until he got the guy prays at night. So he thought that the things he talks to, they used to come into his room. So he waited. When he said, saying, I address you in the name of Jesus now. Go. He now opened the door. So where are they? Where are they? Why are you disturbing my son? Where are they? <laughs> Canal man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because he doesn't understand. But when you understand spiritual things, the way you respond will be different. 
you won't join those on social media that don't understand spiritual things. How can you be explaining spiritual things? How can you be explaining communion to an unbeliever? He will say, wait, bring that in, bring that in. Let's take it to the lab. Is this thing not Ibina? This thing is not the bread that we bought at this place. What are you talking? Say, so let's take it to the lab and test it now. It's carbohydrates. It's sugar. That's what he's saying. Amen. But you know, glory to God, that anytime you take it, that something happens, glory to God. You can't explain that to an unbeliever. You are praying in tongues. He said, ah, that thing you are saying, it sounds like you are saying, you're speaking Robo. Are you sure it's not this thing, but, uh, language you are speaking? You, do you understand what you are saying? You say no. He says, so why are you saying it? The Bible says, he speaketh mysteries. Amen. Are we together? So, we have the ability to understand the things of the spirits. Say, so why are they shouting glory? <laughs> as long as you are asking the question, it means you don't understand. Amen. When you understand, you will shout glory, glory, glory. Amen. <laughs> you will shout more than the people that are shouting. Amen. If you have not started shouting, you don't understand. Why would people sit down in a service and be listening to a message and writing down and then go back later and listen to the message? You don't understand. Why do people go to church? Why do people belong to a local assembly? Why do they follow a message? Amen. Why do you wake up in the morning to read your Bible? Why do you worship God? You start understanding spiritual things. I pray for everyone in the name of Jesus. That that understanding of spiritual things will break out in your heart. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that these general abilities of hearing the voice of God, knowing, receiving and understanding things of the Spirit, will break out in our midst in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone under the sound of my voice will function in these general abilities. And let it go say loud, Amen. Amen. On Thursday, I will talk about the special abilities. Thank you, Lord. Wherever you are, just rise to your feet. Now, I want to pray for those of you that have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. If you have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I want to pray with you. If you are listening, this is the best time to make that decision. Don't postpone it. Stop procrastinating. Your life is not your own. So you want to pray with me today to make Jesus the Lord of your life? Just say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. I receive eternal life into my heart. Because of your death, burial, and resurrection, salvation is available to me. I receive that gift of salvation.
From today, I receive forgiveness for all my sins. I receive the life of God in my heart. I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to pray for anyone that wants to receive the Holy Spirit. You know, receiving the Holy Spirit is key. If you have been born again, even if you just got born again now, and you have not received the Holy Spirit, you have not given God the opportunity to release His ability in you. The scripture says that you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you. When Paul asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? What happened? They said, we've not even heard whether there's any Holy Spirit. If you read verse 6 of Acts 19, when he laid his hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost. Amen. So today, we might not be able to lay hands on you where you are. But we can give you something. Amen. You can receive the Holy Spirit where you are. So just lift your hands everywhere and just let's just thank the Lord for today. We're going to sing this song and then I'm going to pray. Now if you want to receive the Holy Ghost, just simply ask and say, Lord, fill me with your Spirit. Let me function with the ability that you have. Your ability. Let your ability function in my life from today. Today I'm open to receive the Holy Ghost. The Bible says you should ask. Ask. And if you ask, he won't give you. If you ask for bread, he won't give you stone. If you ask for fish, he won't give you a serpent. If you ask for, for egg, he won't give you a snake. Alright? So, pray and say, Lord, I ask to receive the Holy Spirit. I ask to receive that ability from heaven. That ability of God in my life. That will make me function at the maximum capacity that God wants me to function. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Even if you are here listening to me, wherever you are, you've not received the Holy Ghost. As I begin to speak and pray over you right now, you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost and you have the ability to speak in other tongues. You have the ability to hear the voice of God. You have the ability to know, to understand, and to receive spiritual things from now. We're just going to sing this song. After singing that song, I'm going to pray for you. Get ready to receive the Holy Spirit. Get ready to receive the Holy Spirit. You are watching from any center. You receive the Holy Spirit today.
lift your hands wherever you are you want to receive the Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus be filled with the Holy Ghost wherever you are listening to me wherever you are watching me from receive the Holy Spirit receive the Holy Spirit now in the name of Jesus be filled with the Holy Ghost receive divine ability <laughs> yes yes thank you Lord there is a release of the Spirit to you it doesn't matter where you are right now receive that power and you receive power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you and you become a witness receive the Holy Ghost now receive the Holy Ghost now in the name of Jesus as that spirit comes upon you that spirit of the almighty God the ability to speak in other tongues that ability to speak in other tongues is released from within you now is released from within you now words begin to come Ratanda kato parigadeya Lepatea ragadeya talabato Rabakatea kata Take in the name of Jesus 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 Receive in the name of Jesus Rebatoma legadeya talada Seremonda bradeya Ratonda predicato parigadeya Lepati zataye Ropatosha labrando kopayada Lamanda kayada dadadando Rosmanigados Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded.